You're listening to Inside the Department of Defense, a podcast with some of the top stories from around the DOD. On Monday, January 21st, President Barack Obama took the oath of office for his second term as the 44th U.S. President and Commander-in-Chief. More than a half a million people gathered to see the President and Vice President enter their second term at the steps of the U.S. Capitol. Of those, more than 5,000 were military members either participating or watching, whom the President made sure to recognize. Our brave men and women in uniform, tempered by the flames of battle, are unmatched in skill and courage. Our citizens, seared by the memory of those we have lost, know too well the price that is paid for liberty. The knowledge of their sacrifice will keep us forever vigilant against those who would do us harm. Later on in the evening, at the Commander-in-Chief's inaugural ball, Obama was joined on stage by the service's senior enlisted members to address the service members directly. I'm not going to give a long speech. Uh, what uh, I really want to do is, is come down and express the extraordinary gratitude, not just of me as your Commander-in-Chief, but more importantly, the thanks of all the American people. The President continued to heap praise to the service members that included wounded warriors, Medal of Honor recipients, Gold Star families, and veterans. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for stepping up. Thank you for keeping us strong. Thank you for always making us proud. I have no greater honor than being your Commander-in-Chief. During the ball, service members were treated to an evening of food, drinks, and performances by Dan Moose, Alicia Keys, Jamie Foxx, Brad Paisley, Chris Cornell, Jennifer Hudson, and Mark Anthony. For more on the inauguration, visit the Defense.gov special, Inauguration 2013. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta returned on January 20th from a week-long trip to Europe. While there, he visited U.S. troops and NATO International Security Assistance Force allies, Portugal, Spain, Italy, and the United Kingdom. The European trip, which Secretary Panetta said would likely be his last as secretary, was an opportunity for the U.S. to reaffirm its commitment to transatlantic defense alliances, develop deeper relationships with our allies, and honor the sacrifices made by our allies and our troops. During his stops in Portugal and Italy, the Secretary spoke of progress made by the Allies fighting the war on terror. Although the Secretary says that the war continues, the efforts made by the U.S. and its allies have undermined the ability of terrorists to conduct attacks. While in Madrid, Spain, Secretary Panetta addressed questions about Afghanistan and the strengthening of the Afghan security forces. He cited the positive steps made by alliance members at the NATO summit at Chicago and expressed confidence that the goals laid out last year would be met. At his final stop in London, the secretary applauded NATO's role as a force for global security and prosperity. The conclusion of this trip marks the 18th international trip the secretary has made while at the helm of the DOD. For more information, Visit defense.gov and click on the Secretary's Travels special.
The December NATO Ministries announcement approving a request for Patriot missiles in response to violence in neighboring Syria set the wheels in motion to deploy two U.S. Patriot missile batteries to Turkey. In a briefing at the Pentagon on January 8th, the Pentagon Press Secretary, George Little, spoke about the United States' contribution. We're very pleased to uh, support our Turkish allies. This is a NATO effort in which the uh, United States is participating. Roughly half of the 400 troops that are part of this uh, effort uh, have made their way to Turkey and about half the equipment as well. The 10th Army Air and Missile Defense Command, the 44th Expeditionary Signal Battalion, and the 32nd Army Air and Missile Defense Command are the units from the U.S. that are deploying to help protect Turkey from possible attacks. These U.S. forces will be joined by missile defenders from Germany and the Netherlands, the only other NATO nations with Pac-3 Patriot anti-missile systems, which are both contributing two batteries to the mission. By the end of the month, uh, we expect to have all 400 or so personnel in Turkey and all the equipment there too. This is uh, a mission that is slated for up to a year. Uh, we're going to continue to monitor the situation in uh, Syria uh, to see how long we need to be there. But this is something that uh, we believe is very important for our alliance with uh, Turkey and uh, is very important uh, in the context of NATO. For more information on this story, visit defense.gov. January is National Blood Donor Month, and the Department of Defense is asking you to roll up your sleeves and provide the gift of life. Air Force Colonel Richard McBride, Armed Services Blood Program Director, explains that the program coordinates support between the combatant commands to ensure sufficient blood products and services exist wherever troops serve. We have a unique mission, and that is to support the wounded warrior and DOD beneficiaries wherever they are throughout the world. If there's a doc and a nurse there, and they're practicing military medicine and they need blood, it's our responsibility to make sure that they have it. Both civilian and military programs comply with the same federal regulations, but the difference between the two is that the Armed Services Blood Program distributes to wounded warriors and DOD beneficiaries worldwide, not just locally or within the U.S., so it's imperative that people donate. The blood program begins and ends with military donors, actually with all donors throughout the United States. So if they don't donate, if they don't roll up their sleeves and donate, there is no blood program. And without a, without a military blood program, there really is no military medicine program. So on behalf of the, the dedicated men and women who represent military medicine throughout the world, and on behalf of the Armed Services Blood Program, We'd like to say thanks for rolling up your sleeves and donating a unit of blood, the gift of life. To learn more about the Military Blood Program and to find out how you can donate, visit www.militaryblood.dod.mil. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.